You're listening to KaneCast episode 29. Our Chief Investment Officer, Doug Foreman, discusses the beginning of 2016 and provides an outlook for the rest of the year. Well, Happy New Year to everybody out there. We're now about six days into the trading year, and given the increased volatility that we've seen year to date, I thought it would be a good thing to give you all an update on our current thinking since I wrote the year-end letter. I think the key investment issue facing investors today is the U.S. economy on the road to a recession. And my answer to that is probably not, but I want to go through why that's important. First of all, if you look at the history of the stock market since 1926, there's been 10 declines of 20% or more from their all-time highs, which is what is considered a bear market. So it's only happened 10 times over the last almost 100 years. And eight out of the last 10 times that this has occurred, it's been triggered by a full-fledged economic recession as defined by the National Bureau of Economic Forecasting. So there was two periods where the market declined 20% and went into a bear market, which was not triggered by a recession. One was the Cuban Missile Crisis back in 1962 when Kennedy was a president. For obvious reasons, this created a lot of consternation in the stock market because of the prospect of the thermonuclear war. It didn't last very long. It only lasted seven months, and the market went down about 28%, but it was a bear market as we're defining it. And the second time that it happened was in the 1987 crash, which I would argue was mainly triggered by portfolio insurance trading and technical glitches at the time. And I actually lived through that decline, and that really lasted only three months, as defined by most market people. And I would tell you, it really only lasted about three days. And you did make a lot of money if you bought the week that the market opened down on that Monday. So eight out of 10 of these recessions triggered a bear market. So the real question I think now is, are we going into a bear market? We're clearly already in close to correction territory. Some of the seeds are already in a correction territory, but the real issue for most longer-term investors is, you know, is this going to be a serious bear market? And what's causing these concerns to surface in the first six days of trading in 2016? Well, number one and the most important is a slowdown in China. There's been currency depreciation, which the yuan is down about 6% since last summer. And currency markets today are projecting another 5% in the futures market of decline for the Chinese currency over the next 12 months. So the Chinese currency is depreciating, and this is causing concerns about the Chinese growth rate and the ability of other countries to sustain their currencies at current levels, particularly in emerging markets, many of which do business with China and compete with China in global markets. So there's this fear of a downward spiral of currency depreciation among emerging markets, many of whom have been responsible for good growth in the global economy over the last five to 10 years. So global growth rates are coming into question. The second thing that's happening is crude prices have collapsed. First, it was all supply-driven, and now as prices continue to decline and have moved into the low 30s, people are starting to question whether or not there's actually a demand issue as well. We think there's little to no evidence of this yet, but it does bear watching, and crude prices certainly seem to have had trouble finding a a bottom. The third thing is, and I mentioned this in my annual letter, energy, materials, and manufacturing, particularly anything related to the oil patch, are already in a recession, and many industrial companies are as well. Despite the fact that energy, materials, and manufacturing are a small piece of the economy today, only comprising about 15% of the S&P 500's earnings, There is a fear that the weakness that we're seeing in these areas, which are clearly already in a recession, will spread to other areas as we move forward. The weakness we've seen in energy and materials in particular has led to credit spread widening in the high-yield market 
over the last 18 months because energy is the biggest weighting in the high-yield credit markets. But credit spreads widening in the high-yield market is never a good sign for risk assets overall and gives people pause. So these yield spreads have been widening over the last 18 months fairly consistently. Interestingly, though, year-to-date, these spreads have hung in there fairly well. So, so far, at least uh, in the, the whopping six days of trading, uh, the weakness we're seeing is more equity-related than credit-related. And then the last concern, I think, is will the Fed tighten too much in 2016? The Fed is telegraphed, and many investors believe that the Fed will raise rates four times during the course of 2016. They started, obviously, in December of 2015. But remember that Fed only controls the short end of the curve And as these events continue to unfold overseas and these concerns that I mentioned above occur, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Fed only ended up raising rates once or twice during the course of 2016. So what's the tricky part about recessions as an investor, uh, having lived through several of these myself, four out of the last 10 that have uh, occurred over the last 100 years? The first thing is, is once everybody understands and recognizes that we're in a recession, in financial market terms, it's over. In other words, by the time people really fully understand how much the economy has suffered and how poor things are, the financial markets are always way ahead of that and actually on the road to recovery by the time it becomes conventional wisdom that we're in a recession. This is what makes it difficult to forecast them. And stocks lead the fundamentals of companies by six to nine months. In other words, many businesses won't see it either until it becomes very apparent in their own financial returns. So this is a downside of being focused purely on company fundamentals and not enough on macro fundamentals over time, is that the the lag between the actual fundamentals of companies and what's happening in the stock market can be very tricky to investors. Remember, unemployment, which we got a big number on Friday, which was very sound and, and reassured a lot of bulls that times were still good in the U.S., Unemployment is a lagging indicator. It lags in both directions. It's the last thing to turn up in a recovery, and it's the uh, last thing to turn down when things are starting to go into recessionary mode. My bottom line on a recession and a recession outlook for 2016 is that I think a recession is still several years away. I can't completely rule it out at this point in, in time, but I think it's a very low probability event at best for 2016. The U.S. economy is still strong. The U.S. economy is still a net beneficiary of lower energy prices, which we're still seeing plenty of. And the consumer is still very strong with good job growth, good net worth, and good consumer confidence. And remember, the consumer is 70% of the economy in terms of GDP. So the outlook for 2016 is I still believe we can get a 5 to 10% annual return out of the S&P 500 by year-end 2016. But there's a few things that need to happen in order for investors to regain confidence in global growth. Number one, I think, is just an end to collapsing crude prices. Crude prices need to stabilize at least in the mid to high 30s at least from here in order for investors to get comfortable with the overall stock market. Credit spreads, if this happened, would stabilize breadth in the market. The number of stocks actually declining would start to improve, which I think would give investors more confidence in the stability of the equity market. Many of these things can happen. Remember, we're only in the bottom of the first inning, uh, to use a baseball analogy, so we have a long way to go. But I think those are the conditions to get us to that 5 to 10% type return. What are we doing at Kane Anderson Rednick? Well, on the equity side, we're doing the same thing we've always done. We're buying quality businesses that should do well in both good and bad times. 
It doesn't mean they're immune to price declines. It simply means that they will outperform their peers, use these periods of weakness in recessionary environment to take market share, to improve their competitive position, and to ultimately grow the business to better and better levels. Even though we've had 10 bear markets over the last uh, almost 100 years, every single time the market has recovered and gone to newer price highs as these businesses have recovered. So our job is just to make sure that we own the companies that are going to thrive and prosper longer term, that we'll be able to ride out and survive uh, a bad period if, if, in fact, we're wrong and we do go into recession, and that they'll come out to the other side stronger than ever with good returns for investors over a three- to five-year period. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management. Kane Anderson Rudnick provides this communication as a manner of general information. The opinions stated herein are those of the speakers and not necessarily the opinions of Kane Anderson Rudnick or its affiliates. Portfolio managers at Kane Anderson Rudnick make investment decisions in accordance with specific client guidelines and restrictions. As a result, client accounts may differ in strategy and composition from the information presented herein. Any facts and statistics quoted are from sources believed to be reliable, but they may be incomplete or condensed and we do not guarantee their accuracy. This communication is not an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security and is not a research report. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions.